Welcome to another episode of uh, Crazy Fitness Guys Healthy Living Podcast. Uh, my guest today is uh, Camilla Williams, who is also a uh, doctor. Uh, and uh, she is going to talk about perfectionism, which uh, sounds exactly like me and how I feel today and yesterday and the day before that, pretty much every single day. Uh, welcome. Thank you so much for having me here today. Um, I, you know, I, it takes one to know one. I'm a perfectionist in recovery myself. So uh, tell me a little bit about perfectionism. Yeah, so there's a couple different ways to define perfectionism, but what you're looking at it at the root is this idea that if I do things perfectly, if I act or behave and get everything done just right, then I can spare myself the pain and the shame that comes from judgment or criticism um, or rejection by others. Um, usually at the core of perfectionism is this belief or this fear of I'm just not good enough. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of, well, I'm not perfectionist, right? Because you look at your life and like, I, I'm not good enough. I don't feel like I ever do anything good enough. Um, but it's actually because you feel that way and the things you do to try to control it and handle it leads to those perfectionist behaviors that can sometimes get in the way of us actually moving forward. Oh, that sounds exactly like my day today. Yes. <laughs> What's been going on for you? Uh, um, perhaps maybe you should be interviewing me. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, my perfectionism is uh, I'm, I feel like I'm all over the place. My, uh, I just had to go back through all my blog posts just to, uh, I had somebody make it, I had uh, somebody to help me make a disclaimer for my website uh, for affiliate marketing and everything. And they use a size 12 font. And I read uh, a book of uh, search engine optimization. And they said that every website should at least have 16 size font. And, and at the time, I didn't know that. But uh, I kind of felt like, why is this person making 12? And it's like, I want a 16. And she's like, no, and it's like, you want 12 because so then people can differentiate. And it's like, people can differentiate if the, if the font is two different fonts and one's bold and one's not bold. Yeah. But, so I went through all of that and I was like, man, if I only could be just perfect and, and I didn't have to go through all this trouble. Right. But I mean, that's a great example of I think one of the things that's not, not all perfectionists, right? There's different flavors of perfectionism, but it does show up that way. Like one of the things that perfectionists will do is we will like obsess or ruminate over the little details. And we're spending so much time and energy trying to get all the little details just right. And it's stressing us out. And it's like, when we take a step back and we're trying to look at the bigger goal of what we're trying to accomplish, like get these blogs and get this website and get this launched, um, it, it's, we're putting all our time and energy into something that's not as, um, I wanna say it's not as efficient. It's not really what's gonna move us forward in terms of our business, our school and our goals. So a lot of perfectionists will spin their wheels 
Um, it's another way to procrastinate. Uh, that's another really big thing for perfectionism is we procrastinate a lot. And it, it's a, and sometimes we'll procrastinate by staying busy. We're doing busy work, we're still working, but we're just not working on what actually needs to be done. <laughs> Sounds like me in many, many ways. <laughs> me. Oh my gosh. Uh, so how did you know if you that you were a perfectionist? So it wasn't, you know, I did not have like an aha moment. It was just over the course of time and in working with a lot of clients, I started to really pick up on these um, common themes among people and kind of recognizing that one of the reasons I worked so well with it is because I really understood it because I went through it myself. Um, and I guess the first time I really like got hit over the head with it was when I was in graduate school. So I had been able to keep up my perfectionistic ways throughout college, um, procrastinating till the last minute, pulling all-nighters to get things done, and things always got done. But when I got to graduate school, that was not working anymore, like procrastinating because I was so afraid, like I had to get the term paper just right, and it had to be perfect, and I had to get a good grade, and I would wait till the last minute. And a graduate term paper, you can't do it in an overnighter. You need weeks of Thanks to our sponsor to make this podcast happen. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make podcasts. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listeners. It's everything you, you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, uh, it only takes about five to 10 minutes to set up. It's simple, easy, and the best part, it's free. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. To just create your own podcast. Research and preparation, and I started falling behind. Um, and that's when it really, like, I had to stop and check myself. I'm like, what is going on here? This is actually starting to create some real consequences for me in the real world, and I needed to change that. Well, I didn't get to that part yet, but... Um, Good. Hopefully you can catch it sooner, and then you won't have to deal with it. <laughs> I hope so, because, you know, I think... I think in my opinion, and I hope my mom does not overhear this, um, crap, uh, she probably might listen to this podcast, uh, I feel like I kind of get my um, my perfectionist from her a little bit, because I feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough, like today I felt uh, like I'm not doing enough marketing on my end, I have a bunch of tools that can help automate the process to keep my account the float so it's not like lost in the shuffle of put me in the bottom of Facebook um and uh but I just feel like oh I could be talking more about uh speaking experience uh I could be talking about I don't know many other things and I just feel like uh I'm doing a b c d e f g well but I'm not doing all the other stuff well and I feel like 
Oh man, I wonder if people are gonna think, is he in of his head? Is he just a terrible motivational speaker? Just a mm -hmm. terrible person who can't even just make time for everything? <laughs> All right. Why can't you make time for everything? Right. That's such I mean, a 48 great, hours of my day. Right. With all the 48 hours of your day. I wish. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. Like most perfectionists, like we start to learn these behaviors early on, like growing up in our families. And there can be a lot of different reasons why, uh, like different root causes. But one of them is like we, we learn it by modeling what we see from our caregivers, so, you know, whether it's a parent, a grandparent, or a teacher, we kind of just grow up absorbing it and learning that that's kind of the expectation. Um, but that, you know, it, it can be a little bit stressful um, if we really hold on to that thought of, I should be doing more, because there's always something more, right? This isn't good enough. There's always going to be more that you can do. And if you don't know when to stop or where to draw the line, you're going to burn out. And that's something that I see a lot in the people I work with is they, they go through these crazy cycles of work, 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 trying to do it all. And then they kind of crash and burn and they're doing nothing because they just completely burned out. And then they start over and it's just this constant up and down cycle. So it's learning to kind of when to stop and step back and create a little bit more balance. You basically summed up my whole 2017 to 2018 year of starting crazy fitness guy. <laughs> 90 plus hours a week. <laughs> 90 plus hours a week. That's a lot. And one of the things that happens too is I'll, I'll talk with people and they're like, well, I'm not perfectionist because my, you know, my, my home is messy. Like everything there is disorganized. And I'm like, well, you can be perfectionist in certain areas of your life. And because all of your time and energy is going into that one area, the other areas of your life are kind of crumbling in a bit of a mess because you just haven't been giving it enough time and energy. Um, and so, yeah, I'll see this where people put all their time and energy into work, but they don't have any time or energy left for their health or they're putting all their time and energy into their health, right? The eating healthy, exercising, all those things, but they're not really investing in their relationships and they're a bit disconnected. So there's a lot of different ways that it can show up. And so I just want to caution that, that you don't have to be perfectionist in all areas. Uh, well, could, would you say that perfectionism could happen, like you said early on, early on in life, but can it also happen... I don't know, as an adult too, like I felt, I feel like I didn't start, uh, feel like I was becoming a perfectionist until, I don't know, maybe the, the last few years of running Crazy Fitness Guy. Uh, I feel like I was, a, I'm around my parents and I feel like, oh, I had to do this a certain way. I had to do this a certain way. I had to finish this project before I start anything else. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I mean, I don't mind like finishing one project, but I mean, it just feels like I see my mom doing all these things. And it's like, should I be doing more? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Am yeah. I lazy? Yeah. No, it, it, it absolutely can show up at any point in your life. Um, there can be certain things that kind of trigger it and bring it on. Um, and so I'll, I'll actually, I'll share that. Like the, the two you know, there's kind of two paths that I see most often, and this isn't the end all be all. Um, everyone has a unique experience, but most commonly 
what happens is perfectionism kind of starts to come up when you're trying to prove yourself to someone or something. Um, and so I kind of call this, I'm trying to get um, accepted. I'm trying to be loved. Um, I'm trying to get recognized and praised. And so it's like, I'm trying to prove myself. If I can do all this and achieve all this and more, 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 like then people will be proud of me and they will praise me and they will accept me. No one will judge me. No one will criticize me. No one will reject me. And so the perfectionism kind of comes up in this space of, I am afraid that if people see me make a mistake or not do things perfectly, they're going to think less of me. And so I'm going to try to do all these things to protect against that. And so that's kind of one path. The other path is when you're kind of in a harsh environment and that can happen at any point in your life In harsh environment, it can be um, anything from like abuse or trauma to being bullied, to being socially rejected um, or to even, you know, starting a new job where you just don't fit in. And now you're trying to protect yourself from being hurt because you are in a harsh environment. And that's where these perfectionistic behaviors come out. It's like, if I do everything perfectly, then mom won't yell at me. If I do everything just right, then the boss isn't going to call me out in front of everyone. If I get everything just right, and then, you know, people are going to want to be on my group project in class, and no one's going to, you know, say, I don't want this person on my team. And so it becomes as a way to try to protect against being criticized or judged or hurt. And so those are kind of two of the most common pathways that I see, but just notice that it's, it's almost, I always want to tell people like, don't feel bad if you are a perfectionist, like just acknowledge and recognize that this is how you've learned to kind of protect yourself and survive and get, and, and try to do well, basically. Uh, I definitely know. Uh, I'm, I definitely know um, when I was doing, uh, uh, I kind of feel like lately the perfectionist, uh, like I feel like uh, I kind of found that the way, kind of feel that way from doing motivational speaking. Like I feel like, oh, I have to be on top. I feel like Google needs to find me more and I'm recent on, I'm not just some kind of all over the place. And I, I definitely, um, yeah, uh, I can, I agree definitely with what you uh, said then. Uh, I kind of feel like my professionist also comes from maybe just a bullying that I got when I was growing up where I feel like I didn't fit in, so now I'm trying to figure out, okay, so how can I fit in the motivational speaking world? How can I fit in uh, to make other people feel good? Because right, and sometimes I don't feel like I'm making myself feel good. And so it's like, maybe I can fit, feel, make someone else feel better. Yeah, yeah, and that fitting in is such a big part of it. That was my flavor of perfectionism was the fitting in is like, I kind of learned growing up, it's like, oh, when I do something really well, people want to hang out with me and they want to be on my team. This feels good. How do I get more of it? And it just kind of, it can spiral out of control. And like, that's one of the things that I wanted to share. It's like, I get a lot of people saying like, well, what's wrong, right? What's so what? Like my perfectionism actually helps me be a go-getter and achieve and do more and more and more because I have that drive. And 
a lot of people are, you know, able to go get by just fine. But the people who end up working with me, it's because it is leading to some consequences. It's creating some problems. And um, two of the things that I see um, as, you know, having the, the biggest consequences is perfectionists. They tend to give up more easily or not even try. And I want to talk a little bit about that because if you're trying to launch something, you want to be an entrepreneur or you're faced with like new challenges at school or work, this really becomes an issue if you give up more easily or you don't even try. So the giving up easily, it's I'm trying to do everything perfectly and I'm spending so much time and energy on all the little details that maybe don't, aren't as important in the bigger picture I'm overworking myself and I'm burning out because I'm doing too much too soon. And I'm right. I'm in it for the sprint when really I need to be in it for the marathon. That's where it's more likely to just give up, right? It's that bit of that all or nothing. Like, oh, I tried it, didn't work. Throw my hands up in the air and, and give up. Um, and so I'll see this with a lot of perfectionists who will start and stop a lot of projects. They've got a lot of things going on, but not one thing is actually finished and taken through to completion. The other one is just not trying. There's this fear of taking a risk, of putting myself out there because the brain is like. There are so many ads these days wherever you go. There are ads in movie theaters, on TV, on radio, and on billboards. So why would you want to listen to ads in a podcast? Subscribe to the Crazy Fitness Guy Premium Podcast to get these exclusive benefits. Listen ad-free behind-the-scenes access, access to our free Facebook community, and so much more. Become a premium member for only $5 per month. To learn more about the Crazy Fitness Guy premium podcast, go to crazyfitnessguy.com slash healthylivingpodcast or click on the premium podcast link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. Like, what if I fail? What if I fall flat on my face? And then it's proof. Everyone's going to point and laugh at me and see, I knew you couldn't do it. See, I knew you weren't good enough. See, I knew you weren't cut out for this. And so there's a part of us that's like, I don't want to wait to find out if that's true. So I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to put my hat in the ring and I'm just going to sit here and play small. So I just wanted to throw that like those are if, if you find yourself giving up easily or not taking risks, not trying, because you are afraid of failing, you might be a little bit of a perfectionist. So how would you, uh, how can people combat being a perfectionist? Like what are some ways, because I think it would help me and my listeners to uh, Mm -hmm. figure out how to combat ways, because I definitely need it in the next few weeks because I'm feeling burnout already. Huh. So the, the, the first way is I always like to, to kind of remind people, you need to learn to recognize when you're falling into that all or nothing pattern. So the first step is you got to recognize it because if you don't know what's happening, then you can't do anything to change it. And so it takes a little bit of practice, but really look at the different areas of your life of, am I approaching this of like, I got to go all in. And so I'll see this with health changes, right? I want to get healthy. I want to lose weight. 
So I got to go to the gym every day and I got to drink a green smoothie every morning and I got to take all these supplements and I got to cook healthy and I got to cut out sugar and I got to do it all. And I do it all for three days and now I'm overwhelmed and tired and I don't do anything at all. And I stop. All right, that's that all to nothing is I'm telling myself I have to do it all just perfectly. And when it comes, it becomes too much, kind of fall off the wagon and give up. Um, I'll see this among dieters like, oh, I, you know, I cheated. I fell off my diet. Well, the whole day is gone. It's like, that's all or nothing. Just because you, you know, had one meal off plan, you don't have to throw out the whole day. <laughs> you can get back on track. So just notice this all or nothing pattern coming up for you, because then the challenge becomes, what is that middle zone? Right? If you have all or nothing black and white, what's that? I call it the gray area in between. So how can I break things down into smaller steps? Instead of saying, I have to do the entire term paper. I got to do it all and I got to do it just right. And I'm going to be working day and night for the next two weeks because this paper is due next Friday. Okay, I'm doing all or nothing again. How do I break this down? It's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to write one paragraph with two references. You got to be very specific. You break it down and you start little step by step. It's easier said than done. I know this is why it helps to have a friend, someone who can, you know, hold you accountable to kind of be a little bit of that sounding board of like, okay, I'm doing this again. And they can call you out on it. But the idea here is you're learning to focus on the process, that gray area. I call it the process. It just, it's not about turning in the term paper and getting the A plus. It's about what you're learning during the process. It's not about getting completely ripped and shredded in the gym. It's about showing yourself that you can be consistent and that you can show up for yourself and take care of your body little by little, day by day. And so the more that you can learn to enjoy the process and the journey and the less you're kind of removing yourself from like, but I got to get this done that right that I got to do it all and I got to do it all now, um, the, the less stressed you're going to be. So I'm going to slow down right there. I want to check in with you because I got a lot of other tips <laughs> to share. Oh, well, well, there's a, well, I just have to add something real quick mm -hmm. there. Um, like I, about that uh, gray area about, mm -hmm. um, I know for myself, uh, like I've I've been noticing a little. When you were saying that, I've been kind of just. And I was obviously listening, but I was also like thinking in my head of like how I always start my mornings out and everything, mm -hmm. and uh, like when I get out of bed, uh, and uh, like in the morning after I work out and everything, I start like checking, uh, like just pretty much stupid stuff like I uh I um for instance like I keep on thinking I was like uh like for I'm gonna give you like a really crazy example um like I always keep checking to see where crazy fitness guys on in Google search just to see um it's like oh it's like am I doing well here and I was like did Google give me any so many knowledge graphs or anything. And I'm like, it's like, I have no control over this. I, it's like I, can, it's like I can point Google in the right direction. They can show whatever they want to show. And I kind of feel like, and, and, I've, and I kind of forgot how long it has taken 
crazy fitness guy to get to uh, uh, start ranking for its own uh, brand name from, and I'm trying to do that for my for my own name. And where I am on in Google is like in not in the worst possible situation at all. It is like I I feel like I'm more more paying attention to like ah, as I wish this was done. I wish I was on top mm -hmm. of the world and people know me by name. Yeah, but I'm not enjoying the journey. And and when you said that, it kind of hit that spot right for me right there and then as I. Well, I think that's where all my stress is right there. And I, I know the school stressing me out, but I mean, okay, I'm in a good spot with school, but I've been mean, keep on seeing myself doing this every single day. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And it's like, Google doesn't change anything overnight. And if they do, it's either slightly or really bad if I screw something up. Yeah. <laughs> but it's never just like, hey, you're famous overnight. Be yeah. nice. It would be nice, right? But I mean, you, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head there. It's just, I, I just want to be on top of Google and everybody know my name. And like, if I could just get there, then things will be okay. And unfortunately, like, if you don't enjoy the journey, when you get there, you're going to be like, well, but now I need to be on top of YouTube because, da -da -da. And, and then when you get there, it's like, well, now I need to be on the New York. There's always going to be something else, right? Um, I, I can't, I, I got to find the book. I can't remember what book it was. I read it in, but it shared the story of, um, of a college professor who was highly decorated, all kinds of publications and books, um, very well respected, but feeling down and a bit depressed and the sense of being like, I don't have a Nobel prize, like my colleague down the hall, right? It's like, no matter how much you've achieved, like he still felt bad and not good enough because he didn't have a Nobel prize. And it's like, you ask anyone else and anyone else would be like so happy to have achieved even a fraction of what you have. But when we're in that mindset, when I get this or I get there, then things will be better. And you don't enjoy the process, the journey. When you get there, guess what? The exact same problems are going to be right there along with you. You know, I got to think that, you know, instead of calling the like the gray matter effect or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, I think that we should call it like the Sheldon Cooper effect from the Big Bang Theory. The Sheldon Cooper effect. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I think, you know, just in terms of character development, I think they did a really good job in showing his character, learning to embrace the process and the journey of having friends and relationships along the way. And not just being so hyper focused on work and getting his Nobel Prize. <laughs> so when you're looking for uh, like friends to hold you accountable, who would you um, like? What would you look have them? How could they possibly uh, help? Because uh, I know sometimes when I talk to my parents, it is like, oh, whatever. Do, is this really important? And it's like kind of is really, really important. <laughs> so it depends on what it is you're trying to achieve, but there's lots of different ways. Like for example, for me, when I was starting my business, I joined a group of other people who were doing uh, solopreneurs, right? People just starting their own businesses. And we were all doing very different businesses, but because we were on a similar journey, we could call each other out on, like they were able to come like Camilla, who cares about the F and funnel if you're not actually talking to anyone 
there's no point in having a perfect funnel. Like they were able to call me out on, you're trying to get this so perfectly laid out, but you actually haven't talked to someone. Like you're missing the whole point. And so it's it's helpful to have a group of people if it's something very specific, like starting a business or a blog, um, you know, even in school, if it's a specific subject area. But in general, you um, if it's, you know, I'm thinking friends and family, you do want to get someone who you can trust and you feel safe with. I think that that's one of the the key things is this needs to be a safe person because sometimes people do say hurtful things. And so we need, we need to know that we're talking to someone who genuinely cares about us and has our back because when they call us out on something, it it means it's more meaningful. Um, And someone who um, like what you shared is, um, you know, I, I keep checking Google every day and trying to see where my ranking is. And my immediate thought is, what are you making it mean? Are you making it mean something about you? So if you have a friend who can have that conversation with you at that level, you are so many miles ahead of everyone else and being able to have that sounding board and that person that you can turn to. Um, and if you don't have that in your life, there's so many groups that kind of create and form those relationships out there. Uh, well, I definitely have, I think there's like a, well, a lot of names come to mind. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, but yeah, I definitely, uh, I can't believe I finally hit the nail on the head. Even out there writing a lot of stuff in my Journal, journal the last few months, I still kind of piece, put the puzzle pieces together. But I was like, you know, the reason I want to get on top of Google is because, like, you see all these celebrities out there. No, I'm not comparing myself to a celebrity by any means yeah. because I'm not obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> mean, like, That's what we see. Yeah. But, but I wanted, like, I wanted to, I wanted to be, have my name in the knowledge graph to give myself more authority. Uh, I mean, not authority in the bad way, but just like, oh, he's actually a, a, a well-known uh, public speaker, a motivational speaker, and uh, he has a little bio of myself. And it's like, and I know I can't control any of that, but it just kind of makes me like, uh, it's like only Google gets the show when they yeah. want me to show. It's like I can persuade them, but I can't do anything yeah. about it. <laughs> Yeah. And um, this theme came up a few times. It's that control, right? Like I I hear you say, I know I can't control that. And that's what perfectionists, right? That will do. It's like, logically, I know it, but feeling like, but I still want to (laughs) try. I know I can't control what they think of me, but I still want to try to control what they think of me by doing everything just right and just great and perfectly. And they're going to be like, wow, this is amazing. And that's one of the traps that um, perfectionists fall into. And so one of the ways that I will conceptualize perfectionism is it's it's about control. It's you're trying to control the outcome, right? If I do everything just right, then it's going to be just fine. And I don't need to worry. All right. This is why perfectionists have a hard time delegating. It's about controlling how other people see us. If I don't make any mistakes and everything is perfect, then no one's going to judge me or criticize me. And they're going to think I'm awesome. Right. And it's about controlling my own feelings. Um, If I do everything and I know it's good enough and I'm on it, then I don't have to like be anxious and I don't have to be stressed because I know I'm doing everything. 
So there's nothing that a perfectionist hates more than not being in control, <laughs> not having that control and kind of being in this state of uncertainty. Um, and this is where a lot of people will kind of double down on their perfectionism in other areas when something is out of their control. And that's why like one of my other tips that I'll, I'll always ask people this question and you got to learn to ask yourself this question is, what am I making this mean? Right? I keep checking the Google rankings. What am I making it mean about myself? I'm being really honest with what's the meaning. Um, because you it, hopefully you'll learn to get to this place where you can accept like, this is something that's out of my control. I need to focus on what I can control. And that second piece that we've been talking about, I need to learn to enjoy the journey, uh, enjoy the process while I'm at it. And so, um... I was curious, um, how do you know when you start feeling like you're getting burnt out? Like, I know I'm feeling kind of burnt out, not not from this or, or anything at all, or uh, the podcast interview. It, mm -hmm. It's more like, I don't know, let's say, uh, j just because I'm doing so many different tasks, like uh, schoolwork, homework, uh, blogging, um, yeah. I wouldn't say podcasting because I enjoyed that, but the blogging, editing, and writing more papers, fun as heck. Yeah. So that, oh my gosh, I wish I had an easy answer for that because that's one of the problems that perfectionists struggle with is not knowing when to stop, right? You just, you keep doing things, you keep revising and learning and preparing and doing more. And even after you did something, you keep thinking over and over about how you could have done it better. You just don't know when to stop. And that process of how do I know that I am starting to burn out? Like this is starting to be too much. So it's a bit of a trial and error where you need to kind of look at your day to day and start to judge like, when am I starting to experience consequences? So if you're starting to turn in assignments at school late because you put too much on your plate and you don't have time to get to it. If you're starting to flake out on commitments or appointments, um, if you're not sleeping well, right, your sleep cycle is completely out of whack, or maybe you're no longer taking the time to do the cooking and the meal prep or the workout that you used to do regularly. So it's going to be different for everyone. But the idea here is you got to take stock of your day to day and try to figure out trial and error. like, so for me, I learned, for example, that when I start going to bed later and later, like that's one of my personal red flags that I'm doing too much. If I'm going to bed after midnight, I know from experience that after about two weeks, I'm entering burnout zone where I'm just short and snappy and irritable with everyone around me. So I watch out for that. If my schedule is getting so out of hand that I'm going to bed after midnight, if I keep that up, I'm going to burn out. So I need to kind of slow down and reassess. Um, I had another client, she shared that like her immediate sign was the more she started yelling at her kids. Like that was her sign. Like she's yelling at her kids because she's already so stressed and so tired with everything else she's keeping up with that she has less patience. And so that was her sign. Like my mom. <laughs> there you go. Right. Who is a little bit of a perfectionist that you learn from, learn from. And so the vicious cycle it is a vicious cycle and so but that's the thing is like you know how do i know i'm going i'm headed towards burnout it's going to be different for each person 
but it really it requires you to take a look at your day-to-day -day life and start to pick up on these patterns of when I start to do this behavior, you know, shortly thereafter, I burn out <laughs> and it takes a bit of that trial and error, but you, you, you'll learn very quickly once you start paying attention to what's happening. So how long does it take for, uh, for one to figure out that they're, uh, that they're feeling burnout? Because in my, as I've had, I had some days where the burnout started around like 5.30ish, 6 o'clock, around 7 o'clock, but sometimes it can also happen later or it could just happen from just 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock and and 10 o'clock and yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's one of the things that um, I'm so glad you brought this up because I see this so often and I know I've done it myself is as a culture, um, I am making some assumptions here. <laughs> I'm sorry if this isn't true for everyone, but I feel like we, we live in a culture that values work. It values that go, 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 that go-getter, someone who's always moving forward and doing things. And There are so many ads these days wherever you go. There are ads in movie theaters, on TV, on radio, and on billboards. So why would you want to listen to ads in a podcast? Subscribe to the Crazy Fitness Guy Premium Podcast to get these exclusive benefits. Listen ad-free behind-the-scenes access, access to our free Facebook community, and so much more. Become a premium member for only $5 per month. To learn more about the Crazy Fitness Guy premium podcast, go to crazyfitnessguy.com slash healthylivingpodcast or click on the premium podcast link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. In valuing always staying busy, we get disconnected. We get disconnected from our bodies, disconnected from our feelings. And so it is possible to kind of go through the whole day. And it's not until the moment you get home and you finally sit down that then you feel that wave crashing over you of stress and exhaustion. It's almost like you've been trying to run ahead of it the whole day by just staying busy enough. But when you finally slow down and you sit down to eat dinner and it's the end of the day, it just hits you like a, a brick wall because you weren't paying attention to your body and to your feelings and to your stress throughout the day. You were kind of disconnected. I'm not saying you do this. I'm just saying like, this is, this is a pattern that I see quite often. And so the no, bigger, the yeah, the bigger, the disconnect, the, the, the more surprising, the overwhelm will hit you <laughs> when it does. And so the part of the process there is actually learning to be more mindful more present, more connected with the body throughout the day. Well, that sounds like me. Um, it sounds like me. Um, Yesterday, uh, I was uh, working on, actually, I wasn't working on anything. I, I was, um, yesterday was Tuesday. Uh, I was, uh, for a reason, I, I had an idea to post uh, a specific post on LinkedIn. And I was like, would this even be a good fit for LinkedIn? And I started Googling just random questions and say, what, what is an acceptable post for mm -hmm. LinkedIn? And I'm like, 
because everybody's like, oh, it's business-like, you shouldn't post business stuff, but then other people say post personal stuff. I mean, not like too personal stuff, but like, I mean, like, just like share some small achievements of mm-hmm. your, you and your brand. And I'm like, yikes. And then I started doing this around like seven o'clock and all of a sudden, but I, I started noticing that the time was slipping away. And, yep. and at the time was at 8.30 and I was like, Oh, this sucks. I just wasted an hour and 30 freaking minutes. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that is such a great example of what perfectionists do, right? I, I call it going down the rabbit hole. Right? Should I post this on LinkedIn? A non-perfectionist would post and find out, oh, well, that didn't work. Let me change it. A perfectionist starts going down the rabbit hole of I got to research this and what's the right post and oh I need to have this this and this and you need to get this brand message okay now I need to create the perfect post and I got to get the languaging right now I got to get just the right image and hours later you're like oh my gosh all that time and energy and now I am a bit tired and it's like in the long run it's the non-perfectionist who's just acting taking action and figuring out what works doesn't work adjusting to that and moving on they actually end up moving forward more quickly than a perfectionist does jeez oh my goodness i'm i I tell you uh, so how could somebody get rid of um so in your opinion how could somebody like what's like the best ways to get rid of perfectionist or like very limited like yeah is it writing in a journal or yeah it's you know a perfectionism is very much an internal experience it's how we our brains our minds our thoughts work and so writing in a journal is definitely a good way to start to kind of become more aware of how this is showing up in your day-to-day Um, if you're working with a coach or someone like, or a friend that you trust, they can call you out on certain thoughts. Um, because you, you'll say like, I I have to get this right. Um, you mentioned your parents sometimes like, well, why is this so important? Like when other people are saying those things like that, those are those little checkpoint moments that are a reminder for us to step back and answer for ourselves. Why am I doing this? Why is this so important? So writing that out in the journal and then that second piece of why am I doing this? Why am I so important? I, I tell all the perfectionists I work with, you need to kind of take a step back and look at your values. What is it that you value, right? It's like, I value making a hundred million dollars. I'm like, okay, why? Why is that of value to you? That's well, because that... Number right? It's a good number. I'm like, well, because if I had that much money, then I would have the freedom and control to travel and to spend more time with my family. I'm like, okay, now we're getting closer to the core value, right? It's not about having the hundred million dollars. It's, I believe that if I get that figure, I will be able to have more time to travel and spend with my family. So the true value there isn't the dollar figure. It's time to travel and time with my family. So it takes a little bit of work and self-reflection, but you want to get at those core values because then when you find yourself spinning your wheels in that perfectionism and not knowing when to stop and not being able to let go, you got, that's your checkpoint, right? Why am I doing this? And if your why does not line up with your value, that's a sign that maybe you need to stop or slow down or step back. Perhaps like, like, 
my, my parents, you know, that they told me as I, well, why is this important? Um, perhaps there's a check mark uh, that, uh, that I'm, uh, I don't even know why I'm doing some of the stuff I do. But sometimes I, I, I don't think I could use them as someone I could uh, uh, hold me accountable because yeah. sometimes they start agreeing with me. It's like, oh, then just can, <laughs> I mean, not like in a bad way, but it's just like, yeah. it's like, oh, well, just finish that one project and be done. And it's like, that's uh, such great insight, right? Oh, that's such great insight. And that's a, a good reminder, you know, we might need more, it's best to have more than one person, right? Because different people will react to different things. They'll ask us different questions, different perspectives. And certain, certain friends and families might collude with us. Uh, I see this, especially in families um, where they start agreeing with us too much. So maybe they're, I need someone else to kind of help me take a step back and look at the bigger picture. So, um... Before we uh, wrap up, where uh, can people find you? Yes, I am on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. So just look for at Dr. Camilla Williams. That's Camilla with one L. <laughs> it's Portuguese. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I try to post regularly on Instagram, just tip videos. If you guys have any questions or follow up, please find me there. I'd love to answer it. And uh, can we, we definitely should stay in touch because uh, May can give me some tips. Yeah, I'd love to come back. I'm always for giving tips and pointers. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, being mindful. It's like tips and pointers are nice, it, it, but it's always easier said than done. It's when it comes down to the day-to-day -day work and the consistency that that's where we see the real change. Uh, do you have any last minute uh, words before we uh, leave? Um, have a little bit of self-compassion. Your perfectionism comes from a place of wanting to protect yourself and take care of yourself. So don't beat yourself up for that. There's nothing wrong with it. Just recognize it, that it was serving a purpose. Um, and it's usually trying to protect us from getting hurt or getting our feelings hurt. And just acknowledge that. And then just take a step back and, and think through how is it serving you and how is it no longer serving you? And that's a good place to start. That's great. Uh, well, it was nice having you on, and uh, I, I definitely found this was very, very uh, helpful, uh, and I hope it's very helpful to my listeners uh, because it, uh, I definitely feel better, and uh, I definitely would love just to uh, uh, throw my phone out the window tonight. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because then I won't stop. Then I will stop yeah. checking Google and everything else. <laughs> and uh, I should probably should throw my my Google uh, home mini because that's gonna because I can just ask her questions too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yourself. Lose the technology. Oh crap. <laughs> I should have thought this sooner. Well, again, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. And let's stay in touch. Absolutely.